Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Church Online on this uh, kind of sunny-ish, cloudy-ish, windy-ish morning. Uh, praying that you're all doing really, really well. This week is Mission Sunday. Uh, we're gathering together online to celebrate everything that God is doing across the world. Uh, we're going to have some updates from our, our partners that we work with overseas. Uh, we've got people from different nations praying over those nations that are represented in our church. And so we are joining uh, a global sound this morning of worship. Uh, a sound that lifts Jesus high uh, across the nations. So I just wanted to read Psalm 96 came to mind and it says, sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord, sing to the Lord and bless his name. You know what? One of the main reasons we gather together, you might be desperate to, uh, for God to work in your life this morning, but I want to encourage you and say, how about right now we just stop and bless God? Why don't we make that a priority that we bring a blessing to God this morning? Uh, sing to the Lord, bless his name, proclaim his salvation from day to day, declare his glory among the nations, his wondrous works among all people. So we're going to sing. Maybe you need to stand up, shake off the dust a little bit. Uh, Becky's going to lead us in worship this morning. We're going to sing and we can sing so the nations here um, from our doorstep can hear the, the salvation and the glory of God. And so let's sing together right now uh, on this Sunday morning of Mission Sunday. Thanks, Becky.
Savior, my refuge, my hiding place. You're my helper, my healer, my blessed redeemer, my answer, my saving grace. You're my hope in the shadows, my strength in the battle, my anchor all my days. You stand by my side and you stood in No. 
spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of light. And as you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are born. In the vapor of your breath, the planets stars are made of worship, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you make. Every burning star is a signal fire of grace. If creation sings your praises, so God of your promise, you don't speak in vain or syllable empty or void. For once you have spoken, on nature and science follow the sound of Catch your breath, evolving in pursuit of what you say. If it all reveals your nature, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you say. Every painted sky, a can of your grace if creation still obeys you so
The light of the world abandoned in darkness to die. And as you speak, a hundred billion faces disappear. Well, you lost your life so I could find it. Just one and child you die to save. If you gave a life to love them, so will I. Like you would again a hundred billion times. But what measure could amount to your desire? You're the one who never leaves the one behind. Thank you. Lord, we thank you that we worship a God who is for the nations, but you're also for the individual. You're for each one of us. You're for households and for streets and for neighborhoods, but you're for each one of us. As we were singing that song, uh, prayer request, which actually I think is more of a, a prophetic request uh, from, from Sally Ann, just saying prayer request for all those who are troubled and are embarrassed, frightened or helpless and hopeless. who need to discover and repent to Jesus for forgiveness and salvation. Just that I sense that burning desire as she writes that. And just the word embarrassed just jumped out as we were singing that and, I was reading it as we were singing a um, hundred billion failures disappear. I'll encourage you this morning and say that Christ has made the way for you this morning. Maybe you're just visiting online and, or maybe you've been part of church and it's just the stuff of every day that we struggle with that we feel disqualifies us from God. I want to say he's paid the price for those failures. He's made a way through and he never leaves the one behind. In fact, he leaves the safety of the 99 to go and reach the one that feels lost in the midst of maybe getting themselves lost through the choices and the circumstances. I want to encourage you this morning and say we worship a God who is passionate about you and has made a way for you. Even in our embarrassment, we can come and say, God, thank you. I choose surrender this morning. I choose to lay down my pride, to lift up your name. Well, let's keep singing.
Jesus, the power of that name over every household that is engaging right now, over every individual. I just, I just declare the the power of the name of Jesus. That the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every fear will crumble, every darkness will flee, every demon knows its place at the foot of Jesus. Every sin is forgiven when we call on the name of Jesus and confess and turn to him so we just pray the name of jesus over every single person right now whether you're listening and watching now or watching on demand later on we just pray the name of jesus over you you know it's a powerful name isn't it it's a powerful name and it's a name that has caused people around the world to go and we are uh, celebrating Mission Sunday across our Elim family this morning. We're part of a church uh, movement called Elim, and this is our, our nationwide Mission Sunday. So all the churches in Elim are celebrating what God is doing locally and globally in the in the area of mission. Uh, and it's because of Jesus that people go. We go out and, and are on mission in our households, in our streets, in our workplaces, that we display his glory. People cross borders because of the name of Jesus. And so we've got some updates right now uh, from all, for, uh, not quite all of our partners that we're working with overseas. I uh, wasn't able to get an update from Pastor Sam that we work with in Mumbai. Uh, I was there, uh, I think it was last year. Uh, he works into the largest slum in Asia, in Deravi, in Mumbai, in India. There is an estimated 1 million people in a slum that is 2.1 square kilometers in size uh, and majority of them have no uh, access to church no access to the concept of even who Jesus is and so um, Sam uh, Pastor Sam with his team are going into that slum and we're able to support what they're doing as they teach children uh, social skills and hygiene and uh, uh, writing and, um, and maths and through that they, they then preach the gospel 
and we're seeing people getting saved. And so I'm really excited just to see what uh, is happening in the slums of Deravi. But other than that, we've got, uh, we're going to have some people lead us in prayer and then we're going to hear some updates. So watch this video as some from our church that are from other nations. There's some nations in our church not re represented. Now we've got Guyana and we've got Peru and South Africa and other nations that I'm sure we've missed that are represented by our church. But we've asked some in our church just to lead us in prayer over the nations they're from. So we'll watch that video right now. Dear Lord, I thank you for Zimbabwe. And Lord, I thank you that I'm Zimbabwean. I thank you, Lord, that you love Zimbabweans. Father, I want to thank you that at a moment like this, when things are not stable in Zimbabwe, you still love us. Father, I pray that one day at a time like this in the future, tomorrow, there will be food in Zimbabwe. There will be peace in Zimbabwe. There will be rest in Zimbabwe. And Zimbabwe will praise the Lord in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our Father in heaven, I do pray today for the country of Brazil. Lord, there is so much poverty, there is so much sickness, there is so little that those people in that country have. So Father, I just ask that you will send your spirit into that place, that you will send your angels into that place. And Father, that you will lift those people up with hope, that you may touch their hearts and let them know that you are God and that you are in control. We pray, Lord, for your mercy at this time, that you will, by your angels, by your hand, by your spirit, Lord, that you will heal those people, heal that nation, and take away that virus from their lives. People who are living on top of each other and living in narrow streets and where there is no space to get away from each other, where they cannot be two meters apart, Lord. I just pray that you will cause a miracle to happen in that country, Lord. Heavenly Father, we just lift up the nation of Wales to you in prayer. We give you thanks for our leaders, for our government, and we just pray, Father God, for further wisdom and discernment as we start to ease lockdown restrictions, Lord. We pray for the people of Wales, and we continue to pray for those who have recently been affected by flooding. Father, we pray for families, for households who have had their homes damaged. We just pray, Lord, that they will know your support, your love and your guidance and protection over them. In Jesus' name, Amen. Father, your word says in verse 3 of Psalm 122 that Jerusalem is built to be a city where people be together with one heart and mind. Verse 6 continues, pray those things that be to the peace of Jerusalem. And you, Lord Jesus, it's in Matthew 23 when the leaders of Israel rejected you, clearly addressed the whole nation of Israel when you mourned over Jerusalem, foretelling its destruction and said, I tell you that you will never see me again till the day when you cry, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So Heavenly Father, I'm praying with thanks that the body of Christ continues to wake up to the fight that if we want Lord Jesus back here on earth,
better start both loving and evangelising your biblical people so that the heart of every Jew will cry out for the return of their Yeshua HaMasiach. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, God, that I was born in such a safe, prosperous country as this has been. Thank you for all the good that you've done in this country and through this country. Now take us back to you. Meet the needs that are here, Lord, the real needs. That, the needs of the soul, the needs to step out of darkness, the needs to find Jesus in every life. Amen. Welcome to this short update as to what's going on in the world of Elam Missions and Elam Global. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, Elam Missions and Elam Global, it is the uh, outworking of our work overseas. Uh, Elam Missions is that UK sending, uh, commissioning, facilitating wing of Elam, U Elam UK through which Elam churches work overseas and, and often with our partners who are part of Elam Global and therefore that we, are, we are part of this global family. Uh, that are networked together to take the good news of Jesus. Uh, there's some really, really exciting things that are taking place. Uh, one of the things I'm seeing from, from a UK perspective is that there is an increased awareness of, of mission um, in terms of local and global. There seems to be a greater connectedness between our missionaries and partners and churches in the UK, which is just really, really encouraging because I think the greater the connection and the greater the partnership and the greater the momentum uh, we're able to establish uh, together and uh, really uh, join forces to be uh, a worldwide missionary sending force. I just think that's incredible. And so this developing uh, Elam global world of which we're a part is, is really, really exciting. And so there's some fascinating conversations going on among the regional uh, teams that have been set up to facilitate the work of Elam global with our partners. Uh, our dreams of, of planting and pioneering into new nations. There'll be more to come in, in, in the next few weeks and months uh, in that regard. But So just keep keep your ears to the ground as to, as to how things develop there. Uh, but it's really, really exciting that we as Elam UK get to be involved in this global picture uh, with our global family. Do you know, there are so many places that I could tell you about. I could tell you about India, I could tell you about Africa, I could tell you about our partners who are seeking to, to make a, a huge difference in the lives of, of many people. I could take you to South Africa where our missionaries are doing incredible work just connecting with uh, loads and loads and loads of people who are disconnected from food provision, uh, who are making Jesus known, who are seeing opportunities for people to connect with God's people. Um, uh, but I want to take you to the Philippines and uh, a, a, just a couple of things that are going on in the Philippines that are really, really exciting at this moment. We have um, a couple of partners who, who work in, in that region of the world. Uh, we have Living Epistle Church and uh, the City Gates Academies that are 
uh, seeking to bring education, but life into into communities uh, through through education and provision. Uh, one of our missionaries is a, is the lead on some of those those things, working with a great team, uh, and so we are seeing a great opportunity among some of the, the poorest people in in Manila. Uh, the, through the work of the church and again in connection with ERA. Now the church are, are, are all on it, are on it with, with in regards to the, the activity of mission of God. They are taking, uh, the, taking food provision uh, into, into communities that other people aren't, aren't going into and so they're getting gospel opportunities as a result of what is being uh, what is being done and they're able to speak life and truth to people who desperately need to hear it. Uh, so there's a, that's going on in Manila, uh, and then if I take you a little bit further south to Cebu and the work of Jemmy, uh, this is a work that was started through our church, uh, Ealing Christian Centre, and Mark and Cora King, and uh, and their pioneering work. There was up until COVID nineteen, there were seven churches that had been established. Um, there are uh, uh, several hundred people who made up these churches. It was uh, a growing network. Mark and Mark and Cora still heavily involved in the work there developing and, and, and creating leaders who would see the work expand. Now, in the last few um, years, there has been a bit of a shift and a pro progression really in the work that they've begun to gear uh, the work for multiplication, not simply addition. Um, I th there was a growing sense of urgency about taking the gospel to the unreached people of Cebu and the surrounding islands. And so what we're, what's happened since as a result of COVID is that those seven churches have now multiplied to be 37 house churches. That's 37 house churches through which leaders are being equipped and trained Communities are being formed, people are meeting Jesus, people who've been disconnected from the church are reconnecting with community. People are meeting Jesus and so they're seeing growth even in the midst of um, a global pandemic and, uh, and really challenging times for them. I could tell you about Japan and, and, and Agu and his wife Jisato who are planning, are planning and working with a Japanese congregation again in London attached to ECC. At Ealing Christian Centre, and they are working with uh, uh, Japanese who have come to UK for work. They're uh, discipling them, seeing people come to faith, and when they return, they're, they're planning and working towards uh, multiplication again, multiplication movement of house churches, being equipped and trained to make disciples in in every in every sector, and uh, seeing these workers equipped as disciple makers. It's incredible what God is doing and I, I think we in the UK we get an opportunity to partner with this and so if you're giving to the work of Elam Missions regularly we really really appreciate what you do and all that you give and um, if you're just connecting in with us and hearing some of these stories can I invite you to join with us uh, connect with us on social media connect with me on social media hear some of the stories of what God is doing because this is not just a, our thing it's a, it isn't or your thing or my thing it isn't it's, sorry, it's an our thing it is us together uh, both Elam UK and Elam across the world joining together to make much of Jesus in every nation uh, to every tongue and tribe so that there's nowhere left to go that's the dream that we work together until there's nowhere left for us to go hi everyone at Oasis Community Church it's good to be with you today my name is Brian Greenaway I am the UK Director of Mark Oz 
Israel Ministries. Ma'oz means strength or stronghold in Hebrew. And we are a Messianic Jewish ministry, so Jewish believers in Jesus who have been in Israel over 40 years. That's where we do our work in the land of Israel. And we've been involved in many, many projects over many years and seen the body of Messiah grow in the land. You know, it's our central aim to reach Israel with the gospel, both Jew and Arab. People talk about a peace plan for the Middle East. Well, this is the peace plan, the only one that's going to work. Because when people come to know Jesus or Yeshua as we know him as their saviour, their hearts change. When their hearts change, their lives change. And we are seeing that powerful demonstration of the gospel in the land of Israel. Earlier this year, I had the privilege of travelling with John and Ian and a few other Elim leaders to Israel. We only had a few days, but we saw quite a bit of the land. We saw several of the areas of work that we're involved in. And we got involved in the ministry there. So... What do we do? Well, the gospel is the centre of what we're doing. So whether it's raising up Israeli worship with that unique sound of the Middle East, whether it's translating good Christian books into Hebrew, supporting youth camps and young people's camps, working and supporting soup kitchens that reach the homeless. There's all sorts of work that we're doing. It's difficult to fit it all in on one video. Um, but it's all centred around reaching Israel with the gospel and raising up believers and making them strong in the land. We also have a grant fund. We support believers in all sorts of areas as well. You know, it's not been easy in the past. Still, over 99% of Israelis don't know Jesus as their Messiah, but we are seeing encouraging signs. We're seeing the gospel making an impact in our land, amongst our people. You know, we are a diverse and sometimes difficult population, all sorts of people, Jewish people returning to the land, but. God is bringing us together and pouring out his spirit on our land. We are seeing exciting things. So thank you. Thank you for partnering with us in this journey. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for praying for us. You know, you're part of that journey. And we're heading towards that day when all Israel will be saved. Thank you so much. Greetings from the team in Romania. I just want to say thank you for your continued support, both financially and in prayer. It's such an encouragement to us and enables us to continue the work that we do there in Romania. I just wanted to give you an update on what's happening there and what isn't happening, what we're doing and what we can't do. Um, we've had to suspend the, most of the programmes. Uh, the children are not in school. And what we're not sure when they are going back to school. Once they are, we will look at restarting our children's programs, putting whatever safety measures are needed in place, looking at how we can run those safely. The teens' Bible study is starting again this week, hopefully. Uh, we will have to limit the numbers because we can't transport too many uh, to our premises safely. Uh, and we'll have to uh, hold it outside, but it's good that that's going. The Roma Church has been meeting for the last few weeks outside the building, sitting around in a big circle. Uh, but from this Sunday, they are able to meet inside the church building. Uh, they will have to wear face masks and sit one and a half metres apart and not greet each other with a kiss, like, or two kisses like they usually do, uh, but they're just so... Uh, joyful that they can meet together again. 
at the beginning of the pandemic and when measures were first put in place, many of the families in Sao Paulo were struggling because their means of earning money was closed down quite quickly. Um, so we ran a feeding program, we were helped and supported in this with the Ealing Relief Appeal uh, and now most of them are back able due to members of families going to uh, the UK and to Germany to do fruit picking, they're managing a bit better now but we're monitoring that situation and there are some individual families that we will still be helping out. And we thank you that we're able to do that because of your generosity and your help. Uh, I'd like to pray for Romania uh, and I'd like you to join me in praying for them too. So, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for uh, your blessing, your constant care of us. Whatever our situation, you are above that and you surround us with your love and your care and your blessing. I pray particularly for Romania right now, I pray for those that are in leadership, those in the government, that they'll make wise choices, that they'll be honourable in the, the actions that they take, that it will be for the benefit and the good of the, the country and the people in the country. I pray too for the work in Shadu and in the surrounding villages, I pray for the team that are still that are working together to uh, keep your name lifted high in that, in that community. I thank you for uh, the work that's gone on uh, in supporting and helping people and demonstrating your uh, very practical care of the, uh, of the people there. We pray that that will be able to continue. We just ask that you will uh, give wisdom to each of us in how we uh, reintroduce the programs that we are able to uh, just bring your word safely to all those people there. We pray for those that are struggling, that in this time they will turn to you, that they, you, they will see that you are their provider, their saviour at this time. We again give thanks for your many blessings, for your care over us. In Jesus' name, Amen. It's just amazing to hear from uh, our partners overseas that because of your giving uh, and your praying, we're able to work alongside to see the gospel go to people that don't know Jesus around the world uh, in Israel, in Mumbai, in Romania. Uh, just amazing to see what God is doing through your generosity. So I want to thank you because we're a church that longs to see God move both locally and globally. Uh, and, and we've got so many nations represented in our church, some of which we've just prayed for, others uh, that are represented by the people that attend our church and are part of our church community. I really believe that God is a God of the nations, that he sends us to the ends of the earth because his heart is the ends of the earth. And so we're a church that is about the nations. We're a church that is about the globe. But we're also a church that is placed locally in Stratford on Avon. It's a district of some 130,000 people. Uh, many of whom do not know the love of Jesus. They've, they've never heard, maybe they've heard the name Jesus, but they certainly don't know the gospel, the good news of Jesus's saving power uh, and what he has done through his death, burial and resurrection and what will be. Uh, and many of us work alongside those people. We live alongside them. They may even be in our family and be our friends. See, Matthew 28 is this amazing moment in the life of the disciples as they encounter the risen Jesus. 
And verse 16, it says, the 11 disciples went to Galilee. I mean, that phrase on its own, the 11 disciples. In the midst of disappointment, there were 12. But here we're reminded that one went. One went their own way. So in the midst of disappointment, where do they go? They go to the mountain where Jesus has told them to go. Always go where Jesus tells you to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. I love that. In the midst of everything that's going on, there's still room for doubt. There's still room for disappointment. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Verse 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very ends of the age. Famous passage that gets brought out on Mission Sundays year in, year out. But it's a powerful passage and Jesus speaks to his disciples, those that he'd been with for around three years that were becoming more and more like him, doing what he did. And then they experience the agony of the crucifixion, the confusion and the complete disorientation. And now in Matthew 28, we see those same followers. We're reminded of the heartache, still some doubting, but in that they are commissioned. See, the commissioning of God, the call of God doesn't come when everything makes sense. It doesn't come when we are prepared and life is perfect. Some people want all their ducks in a row and then they're like, now God, now we'll step out. That's not how God works. The way God works is step out, therefore go, step into the unknown. And God starts to provide. It comes when we go. The question is, how are we going to respond when God does say come? See, Jesus started his journey with the disciples. He said, come, follow me. And over the journey of those three years, now we see him saying, now go. There's something you've got to do with what I have given you. And so now go. See, right now, I sense there is a call of God over the church. The season isn't perfect. There is doubt. There is heartache. It's not just any of us. It's not how any of us would want it to be. But the question is, how are we going to respond? For the disciples in Matthew 28, they're called to go and not just go, but go and make disciples. They're called with a commission to go and make disciples. Jesus is speaking to his disciples saying, now you go and make more disciples. See, it's a call that's been passed on through the generations. I don't believe it was just a call for those initial disciples. Through the years, it continues and it continues. We're the fruit of that calling, but we're also the seed called to go called and sent to make disciples, the disciples of Jesus, continually making disciples of Jesus. That's the mission of the church. It's the call of being a follower of Jesus. And it's our mission to be a people sent into the world, your world, being followers of Jesus, making followers of Jesus. And for some, that looks like foreign lands, maybe the jungles of Brazil or the slums of Asia, the cities of the Far East. But for many, it's where God's got you right now. And even if God has called you to the nations, it, it's not it's not removing what he's calling you to right now. In fact, there may be some stuff in your life that you're being called to right now to display faithfulness, to know that he can use you in the future. But it's to your family, it's your friends, your colleagues, your workplaces, into the everyday stuff of life. When you drop your kids off at school, it's a missions moment. 
what you do to relax and unwind. It's not that one thing is sacred and the other is secular. It's our whole life. I firmly believe we are all called to be missionaries. Being a disciple, a follower of Jesus is a call to be a missionary, being on mission in the everyday stuff of life. I love the story that Ian Hesketh just told us of a church in the Philippines. Seven churches breaking down because of what's happening in our world, breaking down into 37 smaller communities of people, reaching more people, smaller groups being more personally involved with those around them, taking his call, the call of Jesus to go into the everyday stuff of their life, not just the Sunday gathering. It's the mission of the church. It's who we're called to be. Church, it's who we're going to be called to be. It's the call of Matthew 28 where we see the disciples make their way to the mountain to worship Jesus. If you've spent any length of time in our church, the, the letters DNA might mean something to you. It's what makes us who we are. It's, it's who, just like the DNA in a human body, it's the DNA of our church. Just discover, nurture and act. That we will discover Jesus every single day. I want to say that's a life of worship. It's what it's about. We're called to be worshippers, not just the singing of our songs on a Sunday, but how we live our lives every day. It's Romans 12, one of my favourite passages, beginning of Romans 12. And I love how Eugene Peterson writes it in the message. He says, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. That's what it says. It's your spiritual act of worship. Your life laid down, every part of it. And this is not about adding loads of stuff from church into your life. But seeing what God wants in on in the everyday things that you do. As a church, what do we do? And we're, we're going to spend some time seeking to equip, support and mobilise each of us to be worshippers in the everyday stuff of life. Discovering God every single day. And then the, that's the D, the discover, nurture. Nurture each other to live, love and look like Jesus. This is discipleship, worship discipleship. We see it in Matthew 28, verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. There's a new identity there, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very ends of the age. We are called to be disciples that make disciples. Disciples aren't just those that simply attend. They go and make more disciples. Teaching those around them with how we live our lives, surrender to Jesus, loving each other, showing our love for each other to an unbelieving world. It's John uh, 13 that we display the love we've got for each other to those that don't know. But we've got to be around those that don't know Jesus and display that love. Being with him, becoming like him and doing what he did. We're called to be living our life in worship, nurturing each other and the final discover, nurture and act. See, discover is about worship, nurture is about discipleship, act is about mission. Act to see on earth as it is in heaven. We're called to be a people on mission in the everyday stuff of life, not just when we hold our larger gatherings. We're not, we're not the church in the world that has to be told, uh, we're not the first church in the world that has to be told we're not allowed to meet. In fact, for many not meeting is a reality of their every day. And in those places, the church isn't dying. The church doesn't cease to exist. In fact, the church is getting stronger and stronger. Those places still have a church. 
even though they may not be able to gather. They're still seeing disciples raised and people reached. They're seeing the lost come to saving faith in Jesus. There's no doubt that this season has been tough. There's some common struggles amongst each of us, but there's some unique ones as well. And I want to say that the struggle isn't over. Uh, in fact, for some, it may even get harder as we as we see what happens around work and employment and, and family and all those things that as we come out of this lockdown, the, the pressure of life. And it's just been like one wave after another. But I want to say that church, we, we are looking at, at how we do church. For me, everything is on the table. I think this is like God saying there's a moment here for you to stop and look at how you do life, how you do family, how we do church. And we've almost like we've got these compartments of how we do them. And God's saying, I'm going to bring it together. Your everyday life on mission. And it's about shaping all we do and who we are around the mission of God. And this is the mission of God that God is calling over our churches to be a family on mission in the everyday things of life. That's what God is calling us to be. Does that mean we're going to gather and have services? Of course it does. We're going to gather and celebrate, but it brings meaning to those, those gatherings. What's the purpose of them? If we're going to do them, what's that got to do with the mission of God to be a family on mission in the everyday stuff of life? It's to celebrate what God is doing whilst we're out on mission, to equip each other. But it's about the mission. You know, I've been pondering Matthew 9 for some time where we see Jesus and he's responding to questions around fasting. And he goes on to, it's almost like a tangent. He goes on to start talking about pouring out wine. And he says, neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. It seems really odd. He's talking about fasting and suddenly he then goes on to talk about wine being poured into the things that they stored it in and moved it around in. But remember, Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees. He's speaking to the religious leaders of the day. And they were really strict in the way they did things. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I don't think Jesus is knocking their practices. We can often look at the religious leaders and just think, man, they were so religious. It was like all about religion and we're about relationship. Yeah, but as we've seen through our, our spiritual practices that we've done in, in our connect groups, these are things that we can do that allow us to do what only God can do, which is come close to us. And these practices that they were doing, their heart was hungry to get close to God. And I don't think Jesus is knocking their practices. Instead, what I think he's doing is challenging them and the way they work and how they think God always works. And he's saying maybe, just maybe God is doing something in a way that we haven't expected. And the way we've always done it might not be sufficient for the new wine that God is pouring out. As I've been praying, I dare to say that God is pouring out some new wine. Well, actually... I'm not sure it's new wine. I think it's a vintage that we've missed the taste of. A wine that's been poured out through the life and ministry of Jesus. And we see it again and again and again through his life. We see it again in Matthew 28, this life of worship, discipleship, mission, being on mission in the everyday stuff of life, journey alongside those people around us, discipling. And I wonder if we need to make sure that the wineskin of the church is ready to hold this wine that God is pouring out. See, the issue with an old wineskin is that it doesn't adapt, it doesn't change, it's over age, it's got rigid and it's no longer malleable, it it just cracks when you try and reshape it and the wine is poured in and it sticks in its shape but with a new wineskin it gives to the shape of the wine, it can be easily transported without cracking 
See, church, I believe that the wine God is pouring out means we need to explore what we do and why we do it. Is what we do the most effective way to carry that which is God, God is pouring out in this season? Does the method facilitate the mission or has the method become the mission? And church, we've always been a church that's been outward looking. We've always been a church that's gone, how do we do things to reach people? But I wonder now if God is saying, I'm actually calling you to be a people that make disciples. That we're not about building a church. We're not about getting bigger groups, but we're about being the church in the everyday stuff of life. Not just being the church when we gather, when we do the, the spiritual religious stuff, but when you're at work, when you're resting, when you're with your neighbours, when you're with your friends, when you're having fun. What does it look like to be a people on mission? One writer says that it's not the church of God that has a mission in the world, but the God of the mission who has a church in the world. We have to ask if we want to pursue the new wine, are we prepared for a new wineskin? That doesn't mean we get rid of everything. It doesn't mean we throw the baby out with the bathwater. It might be that what the skin is made of is really, really good, but it just needs to be refreshed and renewed a new piece. It might be that the seal to the wine skin is really good. And so we reuse it. We're not throwing everything out, but everything is on the table. What does this new day mean? It's almost like God's hit a reset button. And what does it mean for us to be committed to the mission of God? And some stuff we might try and it might not work. We might go down some dead ends, but together we will continually be guided by the mission of God to go and make disciples of all people, being a family on mission in the everyday stuff of life. Why? So we can see God's kingdom come. So we can increasingly see heaven and earth become one in Stratford-upon-Avon and beyond. That's what we see in the end, that Jesus will return and make all things new, that once again, the dwelling place of God and the dwelling place of humanity will be one like Eden was. And things will be as God intended them to be before the fall, before we see sin and error and human judgment and, and, and sin and everything enter the picture. We'll go back to how God intended it to be. And I wonder if we can fill our days with making this a space where God's kingdom can come in increasing measures. And so I want to invite you invite you into a new season for us as a church, a season where we're going to be all about the mission, equipping, supporting, mobilising each other to be a family on mission in the everyday stuff of life, to see heaven and earth become one in Stratford-upon-Avon and beyond. I firmly believe we're going to need the power of the Spirit to do this. We're going to have to go back to some basics we're going to have to look at what it looks like to be on mission in our workplace, in our families, with those who don't know Jesus. When we go food shopping, when we're enjoying time, relaxing with our neighbours and our friends. So whether you visited us during lockdown or whether you're a part of OCC and have been with us for years, uh, I want to invite you to be part of this. Uh, we're going to have a Zoom call after this uh, gathering online right now. So the details of that will come up in the chat. If you can join on, it's going to be a live thing where I'm going to unpack a little bit. I know people are getting excited about the government news about uh, lockdown being eased. So I'm going to speak into uh, what we're going to do and, and how we might do it. Um, uh, let me tell you, just because we could meet, it doesn't mean we should meet. Safety is going to be a big thing for us. And obviously there's some unique things with, with renting a building. So I'm going to speak into that a little bit. If you can join us online uh, on the Zoom call, straight after this then please do um it'll be great to have you and then we're gonna i'm gonna share for about 15 minutes and then we'll break off into some little breakout rooms and be able to pray for each other um but church i i, I want to say something is that there is a new normal 
we're not going to go back to just doing things how we used to do. If we do, then I'm going to be sat here scratching my head going, God, was that, what was that all about? And I'm thinking of that for my own family, for our church. But one thing is for sure, we're in this together. It's a little bit unknown. I hadn't got all the answers, but we, we came into this together. We're going through it together and we'll come out of it together. I believe stronger and more the church than we've ever been. So I want to thank you for being such an amazing community of people. I know there's so many unsung people and heroes doing stuff in our church that are meeting the needs of those around them. And we don't know about it, but we want to be able to celebrate it because our, our mission is to be a people, a family on mission in the everyday stuff of life. So we're going to start to celebrate that and facilitate that and equip you and mobilise you, not to feel the guilt and the condemnation of not being enough, but actually saying, where has God got you right now? Let's be a people on mission. So thank you for being an amazing community. Thank you for being willing to step up into and out into the things of God, even when we don't quite know what it looks like. I think that's more biblical than we realise, stepping out when we still don't know what it looks like, but trusting God. I believe this is a significant moment and this is our time. This is our moment in church history to be the people to make this a place where heaven and earth can become one.
I just wonder as Becky leads us, just in that, make me your vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. So that that chorus, maybe we can just sing that together. If you're if you're willing, I, I'm a, I'm beginning to increasingly believe, church, we're going to give invitations. It's for you to make decisions. We're not going to force anyone to make any decisions. So my invitation this morning is, if you're willing to be a people, a family on mission in the everyday stuff of life. In order to see heaven and earth become one in Stratford-on-Avon and beyond, then I want to invite you in your household right now, what a symbolic picture as we're scattered, we sing this one song. And we're going to finish with this. So I'm just going to pray for you now. And then I'm going to invite you um, to join with us on Zoom. Also, if you're able to, to give into the life of the church, then please, there's a link coming up in the chat where you can just keep supporting. Uh, we, we, we're able to financially do what we do because of your support. So I want to thank you for your giving. If you're able to, then please, you can click that link. Um, uh, but I want to just pray over us as a church. And then we're going to end just by symbolically those that uh, make the decision to. Uh, just to sing these words together and then we'll conclude and we'll gather together on Zoom in maybe just five minutes. But God, I just pray. I pray that we would start to capture your heart to reach the people around us. The Lord, for us to be your followers, to be your disciples, doesn't mean that we just get all of the blessing and everything from you that we need to, to scrape our way through this life. But actually your call is by the way we live and the words we speak and the story we tell that would lead those around us closer to you than they currently are our kids our families that don't know you our friends that don't know you our workplaces but i pray by your spirit over this next season as a church if we as we journey into this lord we, we offer ourselves to you afresh and we invite you god will you pour out the new wine will you pour out that new wine over our church for this next season and let us be willing to be shaped to, to hold that in every area of our life. Amen. And so church, I just invite you now, you make the decision, I invite you now, if you want to sing with us, uh, just as Becky leads us in this final song and we'll finish our time together. Thanks, Becky. Make me a vessel, make me an offering, Jesus, bring new wine.